From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of May 11th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Scott Smith, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this episode, Scott, Walter, and I will be discussing our recent stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. This has been a resort I have been trying to get back to now for... Well, I'd say a couple of years, and every time we'd book a reservation, something would happen, and I'd have to cancel. And so I was really happy this one was uh, able to go off, and I uh, wanted Scott to experience a hotel review. I want him to get more involved in doing some of these, and uh, so I wanted to kind of step him through. So we were joined uh, by Scott and his lovely girlfriend, Christina, who Walter and I just fell, like, madly in gay love with. Um, and... Uh, so it's, uh, we're going to talk about that. I was able to get us upgraded to concierge, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about concierge as well. And the Sunrise Safari that uh, is only available to concierge guests at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Very popular tour, apparently. Very popular tour. Did you see the Travel and Leisure, Travel and Leisure magazine pick the top 500 hotels in the world? And that in the Central Florida area, Animal Kingdom Lodge was picked as the top. Wow. Wow. That's above the Ritz and everything else. I, well, you'll you'll hear in the review, but I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. So, but uh, we're going to let Scott uh, take it, and we're going to jump in, and we want to put him on the spot and make him do his first review in awesome. full view of everyone, so that you can be criticized openly on the board. So, Fantastic. Go ahead. Sounds good. Turn on the spotlights. Yeah. Great. Well, obviously, I'm not as uh, experienced at doing this kind of thing, so. And obviously neither is Christina. So the two of us just walking into the lobby of this place were blown away. Like we've stayed at the contemporary um, and it was cool. But, you know, if you've ever been to Walt Disney World, you ride through the monorail or on the monorail through the contemporary. You've seen it. But this place, just walking in and seeing the, you know, floor to ceiling windows, like five story windows. Gorgeous. Yeah. All of the, the seating area in the in the lobby. I mean, the. The place just blows you away when you walk in. So much so, in fact, that when we walked in, we had no idea where to go to check in. <laughs> I don't know if that's a common thing, but like when you walk in and your eyes are immediately drawn to this massive lobby, finally we were like, where are we supposed to go? Check-in <laughs> is kind of hidden at that resort. Yeah. yeah. Off to the left, and it's kind of got these yeah. pillars in front of it. So, I, I mean, and it's dark. Yeah, and it wasn't that big of a deal. We found it pretty quickly, but that was I, I thought that was funny. We were both like... Okay. But uh, even before we walked into the lobby, we were greeted, I think, at least three separate times by different cast members. So everybody there was very friendly, um, which, again, you know, I don't know if that's a typical thing. I guess at Disney I would kind of expect it, but I hadn't really thought about it. So it was a nice a nice thing to be greeted. Um, but, yeah, we arrived. Uh, it was right around 1 o'clock on a Wednesday, 1 p.m., and uh, there was only one person ahead of us checking in. So check-in took like three minutes. So check-in process was awesome. Um, Everything was great until we started walking to the room. Now, if you look at a map of the resort, it's sort of shaped like a horseshoe. And the 
lobby is at the bottom center of the horseshoe. Well, our room was at the very end of the tip of the horseshoe. We did not realize how far that was. He was in Africa. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they used to do that to me and Pete. And uh, as you're walking, you know, it's periodically there are little uh, little separations. Rest where there areas, are other, we call them. Yeah, <laughs> other hallways. And as you're walking, you know, it's kind of a curve, so you can't see the end of the hallway. And every time you come around a curve, here's another little hallway. And then you come around another curve. Here's, and we got halfway, and we were like, oh, my God, I wish we had done the bell service. So if if you... The cast member who checks you in, if she circles your room and you are at the tip of one of the hallways, I would highly recommend bell service because... Or ask for a different room. Well, yeah. Yeah, you do that too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so once we got to the room, I got to say, I was a little underwhelmed by the room. Um, Again, we had stayed at the Contemporary once, and those rooms are just so modern and so cool-looking, unique-looking. And when we walked into this room, it just seemed sort of stock disney resort um but as we started looking around you know they have really nice wood carved furniture um the the vanity area has a nice marble countertop with two separate sinks um which i thought was really nice one thing i did miss was there was no separation for the vanity area so if you get up early no pull across so yeah from yeah from from the rest of the room so if you get up early and you have family who likes to sleep in you flip on that light and you're going to wake everybody up. Isn't the vanity area recessed though? It is, but still that light, that light still, yes. That's the way it is at the Grand Californian. It's laid out exactly the same. But I noticed the uh, Port Orleans Riverside. There's a curtain. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a moderate resort. Right. Because it's not, um, right. Those facing, facing into the room. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of missed that. Also no tissues. See, we did have tissues in ours. I didn't think really? we did, but they were on our. Uh, they weren't on the uh, vanity. They were on the table um, with the chairs in the room. I, I had a. A lot of Disney resorts have it built into the vanity. Yeah, that's, that's where I, I looked for it. That's yeah. where I looked for it and didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, we don't have it because we had so much stuff on our table. It's an odd yeah. thing to miss. I have a question to ask you. Did you notice I, in, um, the commode is in a separate room? Mm-hmm. Could you turn the light on without the fan? No. No. You could barely tell the fan was on. It wasn't well, very strong. we stayed in the Grand Californian. They're identical. The rooms are identical. And the problem I have is, um, since I've had my eye surgery, I, I need a nightlight at night. My eyes don't adjust that quickly. <laughs> so we usually leave the bathroom light on but close the door so there's just a light coming out from underneath. Right. But the fan, you couldn't turn the fan on or turn the fan off. And I think, why aren't they on separate switches? And ours was like, you know, a jet engine. It did. It sounded like a Boeing van. (laughs) Sorry. I also noticed, actually, now that you bring that up, uh, once you're in where the bathtub and the the toilet are, the clearance, the door clearance. (sighs) Very close. I knocked myself in the back because I'm trying to get out of the way of the door and the toilet. It it was a little awkward. At least some resorts now are using pocket doors there, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit... That was smart. Yeah, the yeah. Grand Californian has the pocket doors, whereas this has an actual. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't understand that design at all. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, otherwise, it was a very comfortable room. I liked the. Uh, they had a flat screen uh, LCD television, and I noticed they have a separate box where you can plug in your own gadgets. Which I don't know if that's a standard thing. It is. It's becoming standard on up on uh, room as rooms are being uh, rehabbed at the hotels. They're adding that in. They I thought that was some of the cool. moderates. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as bad as it sounds, you could bring an Xbox or something like that and plug it in. Well, you'd be surprised how many people mm-hmm. with kids bring video games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But uh, so I thought that was a nice, nice addition. But you had some housekeeping issues too when you first checked in. A little bit, yeah. I noticed when we walked in, there was a jelly bean laying on the floor, like in the main entrance hallway. Oh, they do that instead of mints on the pillow. (laughs) (laughs) The Easter Bunny had been at your room. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, I just I thought that was a little strange. That I mean, anyone if you had vacuumed the room, that would not be there. So that was a little strange. There was some dust on the uh, the armoire that the TV was in, which. You know, I I assume maybe the room sat unused for a long time, and so we figured we'd give it a day until housekeeping came in. But the next day, it was still there. So our housekeeper maybe not the most. And and by and by contrast, our room was was immaculate. Now, when when I checked in, uh, were you closer to the lobby? Yeah. Maybe they're tired by the attack. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Let <laughs> me get to the edge of the Serengeti. When, when, I checked, when I checked in, uh, I had booked a standard room, and I just asked, you know, are there any upgrades to concierge available? And I believe we paid uh, a Florida resident rate of 210 a night for these rooms. And we were there for three nights. And uh, the upgrade to concierge total for, my, for Walter and my room for the three nights was $287 total for the three nights to upgrade That's to concierge, bad. which That's was really excellent. good. Yeah. You can find, I'm telling you, of all the Disney resorts, you can find the best deals in terms of concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge. There have been a number of times where I've either been able to get it or I've seen it where you can get a really good price at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, we weren't on the sixth floor. We were in a, a regular Savannah View room that had privileges to, to the lounge. So that might been a, have been one of the reasons. I think why. one of the reasons is because a lot of those rooms up on that floor were converted to DVC. Oh, could be right. So concierge rooms are are very limited up on that higher. Oh, yeah, okay. and uh, and I got to tell you, our check in experience was fabulous. I mean, as Scott said, you know, we were greeted constantly coming in. Um, guy behind the desk, we had done online check in. Was very quick, but he was very thorough. Um, very friendly, and that was something I saw throughout the resort. Really friendly staff. Um, and our room, we got, I, I mean, we did the, basically the, what I, my P- version of the white glove test. Yeah. And with virtually no exceptions, I think there was a minor amount of dust in one area. Um, Everything else was completely even the top, Even the top of the ceiling fan had no dust on it. Um, and we checked on top of everything. We were checking on top of the, the mirrors and the pictures and the places that they miss. Headboards, everything. And it was it was immaculate. And the room, you know, and as I pointed out to Walter and Scott, the layout of these rooms, the design of these rooms, or the layout of these rooms, is identical to the Grand Californian. Size, uh, architect, everything is the same except the theming. And... I think part of the problem I have with the rooms of the Grand Californian is I just I, I just don't like that mission architecture furniture um, because I find this room uh, it's also a room at the Animal Kingdom Lodge is generally speaking about half right. what you're going to pay at the Grand Californian. There's that too, um, but um, you know I, I found the decor the way it was des- you know the way the colors and the type of wood and the design really just authentic and welcoming and comfortable uh just you know i really it was it was a great room Mm -hmm. and then of course there's the savannah oh man well it that was 
that easily puts this resort above any other ever. I mean, you, I can't think of another place you can stay where you can just look out a window down the hallway and see giraffes eating. I mean, it's yeah. just, it is unbelievable. And you know, for his, for the number of times that I've been there, it, that fact really struck home with me that that savanna just sets this resort apart on so many levels. And I don't know why it never dawned on me until you said it. You said it while we were there. And I'm like, you know, he's absolutely right. I mean, this is, a, this is just so unique. You just don't find this. Yeah. Only Disney, in my opinion, only Disney could have built this resort. Yeah. But, uh, well, and one of my favorite things. Unless we you're were, actually in Africa. Unless you're well, actually true, in Africa. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were, like I said, our room was at the very end of the hall. So there was a stairwell, an outdoor stairwell right next to our room. And Christina's the kind of person, she sees a door, she wants to know what's on the other side of it. So she said, let's see what's out here. And I'm laughing at her like, it's a stairwell. What are we going to see? Now, we're on the third floor. So she walks out on the stairwell and literally right in front of us, you know, a couple stories down, there are these giant, what did we say, Ancoli? Ancoli. Cows. Cattle, yeah. Which they look like big bulls with massive horns. Massive, gigantic. And they're just laying there. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> You're right there. Yeah. yeah. Where else do you go where these things are just hanging out? Another cool thing, it, it was probably specific to our room, but, um, well, on this side of the, the resort, right outside our balcony, there was a little feeding area. So we were pretty much guaranteed to see animals all day long. I mean, they would just dump hay there. And the zebras would come over, and that's your reward for walking to the end of the earth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. However, what they do there is something that I don't think they have to do. What's fantastic is that they change the feeding patterns mm-hmm. throughout the day. So they'll feed them on one side of the savanna, so they all walk to one side. Right. Then in the afternoon, they feed on the other side, so people are always getting a view of animals right. because they're changing the feeding patterns. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I was surprised that um, they stayed out all night. Because mm-hmm. you, if you woke up at like three in the morning and you looked out, there was like uh, gazelles grazing right outside mm-hmm. the window. Yeah, but yeah. those are like tertiary animals. Those aren't the good ones. <laughs> the giraffes don't stay out all night. The giraffes don't stay filler out. Filler animals? They're filler animals. Like those antelopes, what do they call them? Thompson gazelles. Co- mm-hmm. Thompson gazelles, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that that alone, I think, just sets this place apart from any other place. It's... This also has uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, speaking of concierge, has a very, uh, I think, one of the better lounges, maybe the best lounge of any of the concierge resorts, with the exception of Polynesian. Right. Polynesian will always be my favorite concierge lounge. Um, And uh, the lounge for Animal Kingdom Lodge is on the sixth floor, and it does overlook the lobby. So you get this incredible view of the lobby and the savannah, because as Scott pointed out, there's... You know, the far end of the lobby, the far end of the building is all, well, windows. So you have this beautiful view out into the savannah. Now, for those who are not familiar with concierge uh, levels, club levels, at hotels, uh, standard, uh, it's very standard that you have one or two concierge uh, cast members there at all times. They're there to help you with making priority seatings and... Uh, you know, giving, giving you information. You can buy your tickets there. You can do, you know, a lot of things there. It's like your own personal guest service desk. But they also, throughout the day, will put out uh, refreshments and snacks. Um, at Animal Kingdom, it starts at six thirty in the morning uh, with coffee and juices. Between seven and ten thirty, uh, fresh fruits, juices, pastries, and cereals. Uh, 
uh, between 11.30 and 3, uh, snacks and beverages, little, you know, little finger foods. Um, between 3 and 4.30, uh, they've put out loose leaf teas, assorted baked scones, cookies, biscuits. Uh, between 5 and 7, uh, they'll have put out wine, hors d'oeuvres, and some African specialty appetizers from resort restaurants, Gico and Boma. I think that's one of the pluses of that. Well, hold is on. Is that their restaurants are so good. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Not, really? not, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Not this time. Uh, between 8 and 10, um, they'll have desserts and premium cordials. One of the things I notice about the offerings at Animal Kingdom Lodge and Concierge, very slim in comparison to what you get at some of the other ones. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, the concierge staff was wonderful. I mean, just absolutely wonderful, really and truly. They did, you know, we, I put them through their paces, asked them a lot of things, a lot of questions, you know, threw them some curveballs, and they were, they were great. And they were really friendly, willing to help, willing to be creative in helping us out. Um, and uh, the, um, uh, but like I said, the, 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 the offerings on the buffet, they, they weren't, they didn't taste bad. They had some delicious little hors d'oeuvres and things. But it just wasn't as plentiful and as varied as I've seen other places. Were there a lot of guests in the lounge? Yes. Well, when, at different times. At times. When there was going to be food coming out, there would be vultures. <laughs> it felt like you had to kind yeah. of get in there and get yeah, your stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But it wasn't, I never felt it was, you know, overwhelming. No, no. Not I think I went there one time for breakfast and I had to sit at the two little chairs down the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, because two little tables, because there was nowhere else in the in the main area to sit. Because it was pretty much the Polly puts out tons of food. They tend to. Polly yeah. does, yeah. Um, but you know, the question gets asked all the time: If I spend the money for concierge, you know, is it a meal replacement for breakfast? Is it a meal replacement for lunch? If you are looking for concierge to be a a, a discount or a value, then no, no, it's not what it is. You're paying a premium. You're paying a premium for service. You're paying a premium for exclusivity. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, can I save enough money on meals no. to stay in concierge, you're missing the point. So no, you really can't. Um, the draw, the biggest draw, uh, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, the biggest draw for concierge at Animal Kingdom is the Sunrise Safari. And like I said, we'll talk about that in a little while. But there are people who specifically book concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge just to get this. Because mm-hmm. the only way to do the Sunrise Safari is if you are a concierge guest at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, and I, and at first, I, I've heard that in the past that you know people say you know that they stay there specifically to be able to do that. And I think you're crazy spending all that money. Plus, you got to pay for the, right. the safari. Then I did it, hmm. and I get it now. I'm I'm of the converted. I get it, and I would do it myself. Did I they would... move Sunrise? Did they make it later in the day for you? No, no, <laughs> because they did that's not. the only way I would do it. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about. You know, we kind of brought up dining. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about dining. It's been a long time since I have been to Boma, and. I still, to this day, hear, oh, Boma, Boma, Boma. What, mm-hmm. what are you people thinking? Oh, my God. 
God, I love Beaumont. Okay, no. I, okay, I'm telling you, the food they were serving the night we were there, with the exception, sole exception of peanut soup, was crap. It was it was crap station oh after crap station after crap station. Some of the some of the meat was good, but I the side dishes. Did. I ended up, I had to go to the kitty section to get mashed potatoes yeah, and uh, everybody macaroni did. and cheese. Well, everybody they, did. The kids they had chicken legs on the kids <laughs> section that were better than whatever chicken they had. They had baked chicken. Yeah. Did they change chefs? Do we know? Do they have a new I don't chef? know. I haven't been there in quite a while, but it the last time I was good, they had like six th- soups that I liked. $36 a person, oh, I believe it was expensive. for dinner. Overpriced and overrated. And was absolutely not worth half that. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you. I won't be back there. Uh, I mean, I may go back again just to see if it was an anomaly, but... Uh, if this is what people are talking about as being really good, either I'm brain damaged or the rest of you are. <laughs> now, I know you don't eat seafood, but did they have the salmon yes, baked in they had banana the salmon. leaves? Well, no, they had no. nut crusted salmon. Yeah, but it's baked in banana leaves. Oh, I didn't see banana leaves. I didn't see that either. Oh my gosh, I think that's so good. I like the salmon, yeah. Otherwise, other than the salmon, I would have to do a review of it. Because it sounds like something changed. I don't know. I, I don't mean, think it was that different than when we were there in December, Teresa and I. Yeah. I think it was about the same last time. It's expensive. But uh, th- did they have a bunch of different soups? They, they, they had, a th- I think, three or four different soups. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, nothing that appealed to me. Like I said, they had the peanut soup, so I wanted to try that, and that was fantastic. Yeah. We also like the fact that they have, they have a, a variety of hummus and flatbread that you can have. Yeah. And see, we like that. See, but they, and and was, they had that at their quick service place like in the coolers they yep. had prepackaged that same hummus and the flatbreads the flatbreads they were serving at Gico uh, were pretty much the same flatbreads they were serving at Mara which is the quick service place yeah. now Scott you and Christina did uh, the, uh, Mara the quick service uh, Walter and I didn't mm-hmm. what did you think of it it was good for a quick service place we were shocked we first thing we saw was cheeseburgers chicken nuggets we were like oh great but then you know they have those interactive menu things that change and when it changed they have these flatbreads they call them pizza which it is not pizza right. i don't even, i don't know why they use that word but um especially in disney you hear the word pizza it's like yeah, run for your life yeah exactly yeah. but uh and then they also had like this um chicken pita sandwich thing that had a like greens and all kinds of stuff i have i didn't take notes on that but uh but yeah the the flatbread i got it was the um Olive, uh, I don't have it here in my notes. But anyways, yeah, it was almost identical to what they had as an appetizer at Gico, except the one at Mara had onions, like caramelized onions on it, which I thought made it even better. Better, I was going to say. Caramelized onions make everything better. Yeah, and it was cheaper. Pretty much. So, um, but then I also got like a turkey sandwich that was awesome. Um, And they had a a pretty good selection of pre-packaged sandwiches and salads and things like I that. I had the chef salad, and it was really, really good. I enjoyed that. Um, the selection of um, dressings wasn't that big. It was like ranch, Italian, and something else. Mm-hmm. So I went to where they had the chicken nuggets, and I got honey mustard. But I had a chef salad and uh, watermelon. They yeah. also had a very reasonably priced selection of African wines. Mm-hmm. In this, in the, in the, in the food court, I which was I was surprised, surprised. It was like $15 a yeah, bottle. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, you could get, you know, I, I, I had, I didn't try them, obviously, but uh, I, I don't know how good they are, but they were running between 15 and $20 a bottle. One of my issues with, with their fast food is where it's located. And if you get one of those refillable drink mugs, by the time you get it back to your room, you need like two more. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, lo- it's located in a really poor place. 
I thought it was cool that it was but it's right off the pool. Yeah, yeah. it's right off the pool, which yeah. I think is you know a yeah. good, where most people would use it. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, then we had dinner at Chico, mm-hmm. and you know it was a vet and a meal, and Scott and Christina and and, and Walter and I, and. You know, the breads came out, and that was great, and we had our appetizers, and that was great. And then uh, our main courses came. Now, I have to have the filet with the homemade macaroni and cheese and the uh, uh, red wine reduction sauce. <coughs> Scott got the same thing. We both ordered it medium. What came to the table was charitably rare. Charitably, I will say it was rare. It was blue. The steak was blue when I couldn't. Very rare. So we sent it back. And now, mind you, I hadn't eaten all day. I was starving. Starving. Steak comes back. Scott's is cooked perfectly. Mine wasn't changed at all. Mine was still blood rare. And now I went from being annoyed... To being pissed because at $42 for this plate, get your damn steak right. I'll give you once. I'm not giving you twice. Not at that caliber and not at that price. When a guest sends it back, get it right. You don't get to make that mistake twice. And I was pissed. And I let them know I was pissed. I didn't make a scene or anything. I wasn't raising my voice. But I said, take it off the bill and get it away from me. They didn't do a whole lot to try to well, recover. Can we, well, she goes, can I, can I get you something else? And I said, no. Because at that point, I would be getting my meal when these guys were finishing their desserts. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. I would just order something from room service. And that manager ran away from that table so fast it wasn't funny. Hmm. No apology. No real apology. No real effort to make it right. Except... At dessert, when they sent zebra domes, zebra domes, which are a loaded with sugar and b loaded with alcohol, not doing anything for me. I'm a diabetic and an alcoholic. So, if you're trying to make me happy, you failed again. So, I got to tell you, the food that people had was great, was delicious. So Christine and I also had the steak. Hers was well done, and they had it well done. They butterflied it. Now, as for medium well. And they butterflied mine, so I expected it to be overcooked. But actually, they cooked it almost perfect for... This This is something that they sell hundreds of. No excuse. There's no right. excuse for them to not get it right the second time. And you have a chef back there who cooks this all the time. They should know what medium is. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the touch, they should be able to touch it. So and I don't know what the heck happened. was not... Yeah, there was no... The steak I was served was nobody's definition of medium. And the... Um, I was I was really pissed off to the point where I won't go back. I won't go back because you know not just because of the uh, the fact they screwed it up, but that they made no real effort to try and make it right. Um, I mean, yeah, she offered to you know can we prepare something else for you, but it was it was I, I don't know these guys were there. It was so half hearted. It was so. I just want to get away from this table as quick as possible. And I wasn't, I, I didn't lose no, my temper. I wasn't, wasn't being yelling. obnoxious or yelling or, you know, lambasting her. I said, just take it off the menu, take it off the menu and take it away from me. I'm done. At the very yeah. least, your dessert should have been free. 
At the very least, they should have said, well, well it, we want to buy dessert and coffee for your table. I think the the most they did was they brought the they brought the zebra domes out, which they just went over and grabbed off the off the buffet at, right. at Boma because right, right. that's yeah. where they were. No effort in there at all. I'm like, wow, you know, you you walked across the hall to get the desserts that I can't eat anyway. So. And be gone. I felt really bad for the waiter because he was obviously left to deal with right. us. And, right. And again, I want to I want to stress this point to anybody: never take it out on the waiter. Yeah. Never yeah. take it out on the waiter. They don't cook the meal, so I don't take it out on the waiter by yelling at the waiter because the food wasn't cooked right. And I certainly don't take it out on the waiter when it comes time to leave my tip. Yeah. Um, unless the service itself was right. bad, and, I, and the service wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. Um, this manager ought to be ashamed of herself. The person cooking the meat ought to be ashamed of him or herself, um, and I just I was I was left with I, I was left really uh, underwhelmed, and then you know went upstairs and ordered a, a a cheeseburger, and they got that wrong. But I was so hungry. No. Oh my gosh. I was so hungry. I was just like, okay, you know, because and, and when the girl brought it up, she's like, oh, we forgot this and we forgot this. She's like, do you want me to bring it back? I'm like, no, no, just give it. To, I got to eat. I'm seeing dead relatives here. I got to eat something. <laughs> So, was um, the rest of the food, everybody else? Every, the rest of the food was phenomenal. So it was great up until pizza. This came. was a you know I'm I, I can say you know I'm not t- look and I, I should just I should have prefaced the entire review with this. Nothing that we say here. You should not make any decisions to buy or not buy, stay or not stay, go or not go to any of these places that we review. This is a snapshot of our experience. Your mileage may vary. Um, use this as information as you're doing your research, but I we I really don't I, I don't want anybody making a decision to not go to Jico because they couldn't cook my steak right. I want you to be aware that there was a service failure, and use that you know at, at just be aware of it and see you know if it happens to you. You can be more conscious that it's a possibility. Now, I don't think anybody should go to Shutters at the Caribbean Beach Resort. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people who like it. I think you've been warned. <laughs> there are people who like it, though. So I, you know, I, I, I like to preface these reviews with that. Um, this is, uh, you know, Jico has a, a stellar reputation. This may have just been an anomaly. It's very possible it was just an anomaly. Um, it left a sour taste in my mouth. I'll be hard-pressed to go back there for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I say that, but, you know, I'll go back. I will go back at some point. But however, your experience influences what you're going to do in the future. We thought, we talk about the poly and about, um, going to, uh, Ohana. Ohana. We had such a bad experience and you guys come back and say, it's so good. It's so good. And we think we should go back there and it, I almost can't bring myself to do it. Our experience was so bad. Wow. But I can understand that because you think, how can I do that again? But it, you know what? But you know, things do change. And, oh, absolutely. And things do, you know, things do improve sometimes. That's why I asked um, if they had a new chef at Boma. Well, where Boma's concerned, it really the, that night really struck me as one of those scenarios we talk about where a restaurant becomes wildly popular and all of a sudden quality starts going out the window while the price starts going through the roof. Was Boma crowded? Yes. Packed. It always oh, yes. is. Oh yeah. Packed. Always is. And I think, you know, it, it just... it. I think there are better choices than BOMA. I uh, find BOMA right. really, really crowded. I find it really, really loud. Oh, my God, I find yes. it really overpriced. And I do think that the selections 
are limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I think, bringing kids there. Unless you're very adventuresome, then you might like I, it. I, it, I it, like it because I am. I like okay, it I'll okay. try everything. And- I could make a meal out of the soups and the hummus, so I, a lot of times, don't venture a whole lot further than that. But again, you're paying almost 40 bucks for a soup and hummus right? Um, and a piece of the salmon. So I understand that you're paying for the real estate of it all. You're eating in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. and But... I understand what you're saying. If it's not, if the food isn't to your liking, then there are very limited choices. There's not really? a lot of plain stuff there. No, unless exactly. you. It's pretty exotic. I'm surprised there's as many children there. Yes, yeah, me too. Um, did you guys get a chance to venture over to the villas? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, solidly, the best dining experience we had twice at Sanaa. Really? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. When I, I'll tell you, Y'all dinner. Like <laughs> I've been there twice, and that's not to my liking. When, we, I thought when, you liked when, it. when did you go last? Oh gosh, it's a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's been a while. try it again. Try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, what I would rate as probably one of the top five meals I've had in the last several years oh, for wow. dinner there. Wow. What did you have? Um, I had. Oh, I've got to look at the menu. Um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Too. I'm drawing a blank. It was really good, though. It really. I'm telling you, it was really, really good. And it's such a great location. We're right on the savannah. For lunch, I oh, wish yeah. we had asked for a, a window table because one was open when we got there. Totally yeah. off topic. The best restroom on property is just outside of Sanaa. Did yeah. you use oh, a really? restroom? The best restroom oh, on yes. property. <laughs> See, I thought that about the, the restroom off the pool at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Maybe they're the same. It was, it's it was almost gorgeous. Spa-like. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful public bathrooms. Beautiful. <laughs> um, we had we had such a we had a wonderful experience at Sanaa both for lunch and dinner, and uh, I was I was blown away by how good it was. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by how good it was. Um, there were little bits and pieces I liked of it, but as an overall experience, both times I've been there, neither time would I come out and say, "Can't wait to come back here." However, at Chico, Chico has oh, I had the I had the the chicken uh, the um, tandoori uh, the tandoori chicken, which was superb. I've had that. That's very good. Superb. Yeah. But Chico has my favorite meal anywhere. My favorite meal is at Chico anywhere. So it's it's just I guess that's a matter of personal taste, you know. It's a little bit more adventuresome um, at Sana. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the service was superb. The food was awesome. Great atmosphere. I mean, we had a great time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it was the only meal I had at that lunch and that dinner at Sanaa. Were the only meals I had at, at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge that were, that I walked away saying, wow, that was worth it. That was worth it. Wait, but also the savannah. We saw so many animals. Yeah, there was zebras. There was that certainly adds there to Especially it. for lunch. Yeah, we oh, saw quite a bit. They were everywhere. You know, your McDonald's <laughs> would be upgraded a little yes. bit if there were zebras and giraffes sitting yeah. outside. I'm not that adventuresome, but I had... Scott, what was my dish? Uh, you had those two separate... Wait, for lunch or dinner? You, lunch. Oh, you got the separate things where you got the little cups? The, yeah, right. I, I had the very hot one. Uh, yeah. Pandori. Yeah, I think that you had the tandoori shrimp and, and chicken. No, because uh, I'm not that adventuresome, but they had the meal, and it was really, really spicy, very spicy, but it had so much flavor. And That's I, one of the problems I, I have it. with that. Is oh, that now if you didn't like spicy, you would I have not like spice, this. but because this was very spicy. I usually don't even get stuff that spicy, but it was really, really. Yeah, but you see, I don't tasty. do spicy, and I was able to find things on the menu yeah, that 
were delicious, not spicy, and I got to tell you, I, that's a, that's some place I would go out of my way to go back yeah. to. Now, Scott, you had a very interesting hamburger, actually. Yeah, for lunch, I figured, you know, they had all these exotic things on there, so I figured I'll get the burger and see what they do to it. Um, and it was it was really good. It was and, exotic, and it was really unique. It was on non bread, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of like a pita. Um, it had minted greens, tomato, onion, and a cucumber yogurt rata. Rata, rata. That's usually used was, to calm the spice down. Yeah, it was fantastic. At first, I, I didn't know how to eat it because you. I mean, it wasn't like conventional burger it was yeah. inside that so i but yeah. i just cut the burger patty in half and then folded it like a taco and man it was really good this i find this stuff very spicy and then they give you paper straws so my mouth is on fire and i go to drink <laughs> yeah. and the straw collapses on me now getting from jumbo house over to um uh kidani kidani village uh is either about a 5 minute walk mm-hmm. or you just take the downtown disney bus um, from Jumbo House over to Kidani Village, uh, which, depending on when you get there, could take you about 15, 20 minutes, not the drive, the wait for the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, move, so let's transition into that. Um, you did take, uh, you and Christina did take buses to the parks. Talk about your experience with the bus service. Uh, it was great getting to, we, we decided to test Magic Kingdom because that was the furthest away. Um, I think we only waited maybe five minutes for a bus which I thought was really good. Um, the total trip took 20 minutes to get to the Magic Kingdom. Wow. You're, but your bus time can do... Uh, if you just missed the last bus... Right. right. You, you could longer wait longer. Wait. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's true of any bus anywhere. And you're, right. talking, about the, you're talking about the bus from, from Animal Kingdom, not from the... Vi- not from the, Jumbo House. The, yeah, from Jumbo yeah House. the main resort area. Um, so that was nice and quick, and I appreciated the fact that all of the theme park buses from the main resort area go straight to the park. Now, if you're at Kidani, you have to make a stop at Jumbo House first if you're trying to get to a park. So um, on the flip side, if you're going to downtown Disney, you make that stop at Kidani first, whereas the other way you would go straight to downtown Disney. But anyways, yeah, getting to Magic Kingdom was quick. It was awesome. Then we decided to try heading from Magic Kingdom to downtown Disney and then going back to the resort. And that took Getting from downtown Disney back to the resort took 56 minutes. <laughs> that was that usually awful. always seems to be a bottleneck at downtown Disney. It was just crowds or what? what? No, well, we waited, I think, about 20 minutes for the bus, which is typical. They say every right. 20 minutes. What we didn't realize was we picked it up at the marketplace, and they had to go to Pleasure Island first. Which it was five o'clock and traffic yeah, getting traffic. to Pleasure oh, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took over twenty minutes to get from Marketplace to Pleasure Island. That was I, I would have much rather just walked and then picked up the bus oh, there. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, if you go to the Magic Kingdom from Animal Kingdom Lodge, even though it's further away, it's pretty much a straight shot. Right. There's right. one light and it takes you right in. So. Yeah. Yeah, but then even from Pleasure Island, they made a stop at Typhoon Lagoon. Before then going back to And the how resort. did you like trying to get out of Typhoon Lagoon? Did you have that thing where the where the the uh, traffic was backed up, like up the mountain? Actually, no. It didn't didn't seem too bad. We were we made a wrong turn recently. We were trying to get to uh, the Bull and Bear, and we turned into Typhoon Lagoon as opposed to the I, see, yeah, I know what you're talking about because it looks real similar at some well, we were coming areas. the other way and we were yeah. talking right. and right. we were talking and not paying attention and we turned in just as Typhoon Lagoon was closing 
Oh dear God! So getting uh, out of Tycho- Typhoon Lagoon took us about thirty-five minutes. Oh my God! And I'm, dude, I did a U-turn in the middle of the road, so I'm blocking both ways. It was great. It was like it was one of those things where get out and lay in the road so that people will stop <laughs> and let you in. <laughs> um, now we do um, we do want to talk about Sunrise Safari, but before we do that, um, because I consider that kind of separate from uh, the hotel review. Overall, Scott. Um, Favorite part of the resort, of the of the experience, the animals, the savanna. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and overall, uh, I gave you our guidelines. We 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 judge based on uh, room, cast members, common areas, and um, I'm drawing staff and cast members. Yeah. Oh, cast you said cast members. Um, yeah, cast members, uh, dining room, dining, and uh, common areas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm losing it. Overall, what do you give on a scale of one to one hundred? Ninety-five. And I, I absolutely concur with that with that number. Under <laughs> whatever uh, uh, whatever minor issues there were, and in the grand scheme of things, the issue with Gico uh, was very minor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even though I thought the food at Bomo did not warrant the price. Um, I agree that 95 is a fair rating for what is, by all accounts, a spectacular, spectacular hotel. There's the most other unique options, experience. too. The nice thing about that is that you don't have to go to Boma. There right. are other options to eat. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that the that fast food is as excellent. good as it is. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's well-run. It's a well-run hotel. You can tell that uh, the, the cast is really friendly. These are, you know, just... You, you 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 sense it. You sense that these are friendly people who are glad to be there. From the minute you get there to the minute you leave, everybody's incredibly helpful. Did you did you wander around the lobby and then tell you about the artwork and the artifacts? We didn't do that. No, no. Um, I, I love that. You just walk in and they start telling you stuff about. We had people outside um, waiting for for people to ask questions about the animals. They have on people on, on yeah. an exchange program oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that hang out. Just and to- oftentimes, oftentimes we find that, you know, uh, hotels or restaurants or attractions that have incredible hype uh, really have difficulty living up to the hype. And I can tell you Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, lives up to its hype. It deserves the loyalty, support, and fan base that it has. This is a very popular resort. And... What's surprising to me is that it's still possible to pick up a room there for two hundred and ten dollars a night. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it granted Florida resident rate, but they had annual pass holder rates. They have other rates. Um, it is possible to pick up uh, a room there at a very reasonable price. Um, no, you're not. You know, you know, right next to the Magic Kingdom. No, you're not on the monorail. But you got a Savannah, uh, and I got to tell you something. Waking up in the morning and going sitting on your balcony and looking at that, boy, is an experience. Unless you go to Africa and do a safari, you're not going to have too often. Just something else. Um, keep your eyes peeled when you're in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's very popular with the folks, uh, the VIPs that visit Disney. We met Whoopi Goldberg there during uh, the Candlelight, Candlelight Processional. Wow. And we were having dinner there one night, and we met Joe Rohde. In the Victoria Falls Lounge, wow! So, which is sort of a halfway yep. floor between the uh, lobby and Gico. So, just keep your eyes open. It seems to be the place where they take visiting dignitaries. 
Now, would you have felt the same way if you would have just had a standard room without a view of the animals? Would I have? Um, I don't know that I probably would have given it as high a rating, but I still would have given it a rave. Okay. Um, because you know, uh, you even if you're not in a room with a Savannah view, there are so many locations around the hotel to go. And you know, whether you're over in Kadani Village, we saw some great uh, animal interaction over Kadani Village. Mm-hmm. We saw plenty of it uh, just going outside the main building at Jumbo House. Um, well, even- by the pool around the pool area, there was just there are so many places to go view animals. And we didn't talk about the pool. I was just going to say, something else to keep in mind is that uh, both Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Poly have uh, zero entry pools for people Mm -hmm. who uh, need uh, accessibility. Massive pool at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Beautiful pool. Um, Not the most uh, uh, engaging slide uh, for the kids, but... Kids seem to be having a good time, including the one that pooped in the pool. Oh, yeah. That was oh, fantastic. That. We AFR. had an AFR. Yeah. Yeah. Christine but, and I were hanging out in the pool, and it was packed. And we were like, well, I, I was saying, ah, this just seems, it's a lot of little kids. I don't think we should do this. So we went over to the, one of the hot tubs. They have two hot tubs. And uh, sat in there for maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And then on the way back, we noticed the pool is completely empty. You don't like bathing in other people's body fluids? <laughs> I would rather not. Is that so, so they can like reproduce the Ganges? Is that what they were trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> a, a real life experience. I don't think that's in Africa. It's not. Sure India. It India. Oh, what's the what's the river in Africa? Ganges in India? No earthly Nile. Idea. No, Maybe. that's in Egypt, but that's North Africa, so that works. Anywho, it's closer than All right. the All pool. Right. The pool area has the best seating of any hotel around there's a lot of places in the shade which is really nice because yep. a lot of places you're stuck in the sun and here there's so many places to sit and so many places mm. with shade it's just really that's nice really pleasant and lots of people with three-year-olds in the hot tub who were basically <laughs> boiling away their grandchildren yeah um, that was surprising <laughs> although i did i did go back when i when i went one time there was kids that were actually throwing a beach ball in the in the hot tub, and yeah, I was you know, very and upset I just, over that. I, I, I've got to drive this point home, folks. Hot tubs really aren't good places for little kids. And if you're going to bring your little kids in there, then you know you got to be conscious of the adults that are there too. That maybe they don't want to be splashed or hit with a beach ball. There are kiddie pools. There's a massive pool for the kids to play in. You know, hot tubs are not you know play pools. And you know these parents that bring their kids into these hot tubs. And let them run wild, you know. I, I want to drown the parents, and you know. But and I and I I've made I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. It's eventually what's going to happen is a kid's going to die in one of these hot. God forbid, but it's you know what's going to happen. A kid is going to die in one of these hot tubs, and that's when Disney's going to stop allowing it. My personal opinion. Hot tubs should be for adults. Aren't the posted rules? No, nope. ha- no, they have to have no, just parents. If you're under 14, you have to have a parent. parent there with you, but you. there's no, no other age limit, no right. other restriction. Well, when we were sitting there, two little girls couldn't have been more than nine years old. Came and jumped right in. We're hanging wow. out. See, I almost parents. don't even. You know, I, I, don't, I, I can. It's young, but. It's when I see the kids in diapers. <laughs> Toddlers should not Toddlers. be in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? What is wrong with you? Now, the time I was there, there were several families, I think like three or four, and they all had kids, and some were young, like six, some were eight, you know, some of that range. They all came in. They were very well behaved. You know, they were just hanging out on the sides, 
So I actually enjoyed it, and it was actually warmer than I thought because with yeah. all the kids, I figured it was going to be sort of dumbed down, no, and it, it would hot. just be like warm. But it was nice and hot. I really enjoyed it, and the kids that were there when I was there were very well behaved. So, all right, I want to um, move on and talk about the Sunrise Safari. Um, this is something I have wanted to do for a while, and I haven't had the chance to do it up until now. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, this is one of those things you hear a lot of things about, mm-hmm. and you hear people, to, you know, and you're like, okay, how good could it be? Right. Okay. It's good. Awesome. Uh, $65 uh, per person, um, ages 10 and up, thirty two fifty, ages 3 to 10. This is a uh, two, two-and-a-half-hour tour. You spend at least an hour on the savannah, and then you uh, get to have breakfast. You get to have breakfast afterwards. How many people? Well, <laughs> that was the surprising part. Um, I would say there was at least 50-plus people. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. They broke it up. Uh, we they, they told us to meet in the concierge lounge between 6.30 and 7. Um, and uh, we were. We were there. And they had some, you know, for, you know, they had the early morning breakfast-ish, breakfast-ish type devices out. And uh, they, uh, you know, they give you a wristband if you've, you know, if you've paid for it. And uh, then they tell you to meet at... 730 uh, was 7:30. the departing time. Uh, well, they said to meet at 730... Um, in the lobby. In the lobby. And then you actually don't leave on your tour until 8. Um, it was actually 8, maybe a little after, that we actually got on the bus. Okay. They had two buses there because the group was so large. And uh, you go into uh, Animal Kingdom before it opens. You actually go in the back entrance. And they, you know, they, they do the usual no filming or videotaping or anything like that while you're uh, backstage. And then they walk you in uh, to Kilimanjaro Safaris, where you board one of the regular safari vehicles. And I'm like, you know, this is one of my least favorite attractions because it doesn't stop. And we asked him, you know, are we going to stop for pictures? Yes, we're going to stop for pictures. Like, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, this is a ride. The Kilimanjaro Safari normally takes, what, five to seven minutes to go right. through? Exactly. We're out there for a good hour. Mm-hmm. Good, solid hour, maybe a little bit longer. Now, keep in mind that when we were in the concierge lounge getting ready, this guy and his girlfriend passed by me, and I swore I knew him. Swore I knew him. But I couldn't place him. I wasn't sure if it was somebody that had been on one of our uh, podcast cruises or if it was a famous person. I kind of thought it was a famous um, And he ended up on our uh, on our, our safari vehicle. And the entire time I'm looking at this guy going, I know him. Where the heck do I know him from? So <clears throat> we go on the safari. We're doing the safari. And they did. They stopped everywhere. I mean, literally not just that uh, we had a great guy very great mm-hmm. guide um who was at first you know he was talking a lot about himself i'm like oh my god am i going to sit here and listen to an hour right. of this guy tell me his story like that's what i paid for um but he did and he just you know kind of gave his background you know i guess kind of his bona fides as to why he was a guy doing this and, and that, what he knew that was on the bus ride over mostly was when he was kind of because they had a speaker system in the bus and he was sort of telling us you know a little but then he was but then he was doing it too in the uh, in, in the line yeah, waiting for the, the queue. vehicle um, and I mean they stop if there was an animal if there was an opportunity for us to stop and take a picture they stopped that thing 
and they gave you plenty of time. And they're telling you, go ahead and stand up and take your picture. And, I mean, you really – it's something you can't do on the regular. Do they have binoculars or anything? No. 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 But you didn't need them because no. the, the, they were st- the, the animals – it's done early in the morning and the animals are most active. That's when they're out. And so, I mean, we saw – I mean, my God, we saw everything. Yeah. We saw everything. Uh, I mean, it, it was crazy. The one thing, once we got out into the flatland, they sort of went through there fairly quickly. And I got the idea or the feeling that it was maybe because the animals can come up too close to the vehicle if they were to stop. There, there were a few times like where I think yeah. they had some gazelles and stuff that were roaming, and they just sort of drove through there. They didn't yeah. really stop. Are you, until on, they got the, are you on the same path? That you're yeah, on? exact yes. same yes. path. This it's, is this is basically everything you wish they would do on the regular Kilimanjaro Safari, allowing yeah. you to stop, getting more information. Again, it was a, normally a seven minute ride that took an hour. So they do that too. That's why I asked about the binoculars on the Wild Africa trek. That after you trek through the woods. And they put you on a safari vehicle. They also give you binoculars. So even though you're close to some, there might be some a little further away that they give you binoculars to look at them. And and this, you know, it was fascinating because this guy was getting the guide was giving us tremendous amounts of information mm-hmm. uh, about what was going on. You know, what the animals we were looking at and how they train them. How they train them. Uh, we're not going to give any of that away because it's something you just got to do. Right. And you know, like I said, I'd heard people say that uh, you know this was something you know, they would stay at Concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge just to do this. And, well, it's a pretty expensive safari. I get it now. I get it. I would absolutely understand why people would do that. And if you're thinking about doing it, and not sure if it's worth it, it's absolutely worth it. You should absolutely do it. It's yeah. so good. It was so good. So, like I said, it's an hour on the. Uh, now we're on the safari, taking you know tons of video, tons of pictures. We've got great video of this, great pictures. Um, and then they take you to Pizza Safari for breakfast. Now I know, like, oh, oh God, Pizza Safari for breakfast. We're not ordering the normal breakfast menu. They have a buffet set up, and I gotta say that outside of the buffet breakfast we had, we've had at Club Thirty Three when we do the. Backstage Magic Tours with Adventures by Disney. Best breakfast I've ever had at Disney. Really? It was fantastic. It was phenomenal. So what did they have? I have a... Uh, I think I got everything that was on there. They had baked ham with pineapple, uh, smoked so sausage with pepper and onion. They had typical bacon sausage, biscuits and gravy, which were really good. Uh, French toast sticks. They also had banana French toast, which was deep fried French mm. toast with bananas. Uh, fruit cobbler, and then pastries, bagels, fruit, and juices. And, 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 nice and, and they, they also had scrambled eggs that were actually scrambled eggs, yeah, not powdered. They were real eggs. They were real eggs. And then they had that thing they were calling an omelet, which was odd. It was like ground beef on the bottom, and then they like poured eggs on over it and baked it or something. Yeah, it was like a big skillet. Um, I've seen that before, yeah. You know, I've seen uh, that yeah. before. And they, they have your family name. On a table, so everybody's got their own table. You're not like sitting, like you know, family style. And uh, that's when I got a look at the name of the guy that I thought was famous. And I, I'm like, okay, I know that last name. And I hurried up and I did a did a Google search on my phone, and it was Matt Gerard, who was uh, one of the finalists on season eight of American Idol. 
Now, I do watch it's a guilty pleasure. I watch American Idol, and I chatted with him. I you know recognized him. I talked to him. He, and I got nice. to I got to tell you something. You want to talk about a nice down to earth guy? Um, and he was there because he was doing something with the American Idol experience over at Hollywood Studios, and he was talking. You know, he was talking almost like wide eyed about uh, how Disney was treating him. Oh. Um, and he goes, I just didn't expect this. I didn't expect them to, you know, really, they just, every place we've gone, they've just rolled the red carpet out for us. I mean, how nice. They've been, you know, they've been so cool. And I would figure, you know, after the American Idol experience, and he's actually had some success since then. I mean, <clears> he, he's got a pretty, pretty successful band, and they play a lot, and he gets, you know, he has, has a few albums out, and um, he's got like 30,000 followers on Facebook, so people like him. Um, and, uh, you know, I would have thought that after having some of those experiences on American Idol that, you know, anything Disney was going to roll out uh, wouldn't have impressed him too much. But he was, I mean, just a genuine guy. And then uh, the next day we were sitting in the concierge lounge chatting and he came in and he walked up and he said, Pete, how are you? And shook my hand. He was just really oh, nice. nice. I had to bring him up because I couldn't remember who he was. Yep, that's him. Turn it around. I remembered. Oh, okay. He was, uh, he, he always wore the hats. Uh, and he had that whole Michael Bublé, Bobby Darren kind of vibe going. Although I think, you know, listening to some of the music he's got on iTunes right now, uh, he's gone more mainstream, uh, which I think is unfortunate because I thought he did such a brilliant job with that whole, you know, kind of cool, jazzy. Um, not, to, not to go into a whole American Idol diatribe, but that's the problem with most of them. Yeah. For except for a few of them, they tend to not do what got them through on American Idol. So then you know who wants to buy that album? Yeah. That's not why you liked them. But uh. but he was he was really cool. It was really cool. It was a great, you know, it was a great little extra experience. That, you know, it was unexpected. And uh I I got to tell you for $65 um it was so incredibly worth it to do this. Um, I think this is one of those things you have to experience because even you telling me and gushing about it, it doesn't sound exciting to me. I don't know. I but see, I've learned that when Pete says he likes something, you should like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because Pete's like just at least keep an open mind. Pete's Noah's <laughs> oh, yeah. definition of outdoorsy guy. So if something like this impresses him, then it was very, very well done. And for the value, I was surprised it's only sixty-five bucks. Well, and also worth noting, you have to have park admission. Yes. Oh, that's true. And because was required. when once breakfast is over, you're, you're left in the park, and right. so yeah. you can and you play. Have to take a, you have to take a bus to get back to Animal Kingdom Lodge afterwards. Yeah. And so, there's um, a fatal flaw, as far as I'm concerned. And Disney does check. No, it was it, it was a bad. sunrise. Oh, okay. Well, well, then again, it was seven thirty. That technically is not sunrise here in Florida in the summer. So, well, you know, it was not like I thought it was going to be like four o'clock in the morning. No, 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 no. no, no. They wouldn't sell it. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't sell it. No, I mean, you get in the park before it opens. Um, So that's and that's kind of cool, you know. And by the time you get off the safari, the park's open and it's it's getting crowded. Yeah, and it was packed. uh, it, it, it really just uh, you know no no discounts are offered on this so no annual pass discounts no DVC member discounts um, but uh, this is exclusive to Animal Kingdom Lodge concierge concierge and guests. when you call they do verify that you have a reservation for concierge level so it's not like you can say oh I have one I'm going to make one. You have to have that reservation before you can make the. You have to be at Animal Kingdom concierge concierge right. at other places doesn't count. Nope. No. Right. No. And actually, that's something that gets a lot of people upset. 
um, because they'll be staying at poly concierge or beach club concierge or wherever, and they'll want to do it and be told, no, you've got to be Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, it just wouldn't make sense from another resort. I mean, it was pretty. It was crowded enough. Just Animal Kingdom Lodge. If you had all the others, you would have had over hundred people. This is a popular. Oh, you. They, they, I didn't realize they had. They allowed like fifty people it to was, do this. It, it was, was a large two, group. Two safari vehicles full. Hmm. Yeah. yeah they wow. broke the oh yeah, we had two full safari vehicles. And at first, I was like, you know, because like people, you know, safari vehicles. If you're on the inside, um, you know, you're. Uh, uh, you're going to have problems getting normally getting any pictures. But like I said, they stop and you're able to stand up and you're able to like have all the time to find the right angle for your pictures. So if, if especially if taking photos or video on the safari is something that you, you've wanted to do, this is about the best way I could think of for you to get it. You can't do it on the regular trip because you're going so fast and no, bouncing around. That's why I call it the Kilimanjaro. I call it the Kilimanjaro 500 because right. <laughs> The way it zooms through, but uh, it was uh, it was awesome and a great uh, just a great addition to what they offer at this hotel. I mean, it really you know you're staying there, you've got the savanna, you've got the animals, you've got all that African inspired theming, and then you get to go do this, and it just fits in so beautifully with the whole experience and enhances the whole experience. I don't consider it part of the uh, hotel grade per se. If I did this, I think this hotel probably would have gotten a ninety nine point nine. But it wasn't. Uh, I didn't consider it part of the uh, the hotel experience. But I absolutely give this really high marks. Uh, and uh, in the next week or so, I will have video going up uh, of what, what I shot on this, so you can see. Um, and uh, it's like I, I know it came out awesome. It just the video came out awesome. And uh, so it it was great. Uh, if you're staying uh, concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge, this is something you really, really ought to do. Um, and if you're thinking about booking Animal Kingdom Lodge in order to do it, I would highly recommend it. So that will do it for our review of Animal Kingdom Lodge. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs>